0: This is the Fancy Football Hangover. On today's episode, we talk all things West Ham and 90s football nostalgia with none other than Quickly Kevin co host Chris Skull. We'll also be looking at Captain Glenn Murray, the virtues of club call, football coin collections, and the golden age of wrestling. Woo! Alright, welcome to Fantasy Football Hangover, Season 2, Episode 13. I'm joined by Will, as usual. Hello. And this week we have a very special guest. By day, he's a creative director and digital revolutionary. A man who describes his powers as transforming client problems that and joke. objectives into successful experience yeah. outcomes. Yeah, I have cool. no idea what that means, but it sounds impressive. By night, he's a 90s football aficionado, writer, long-suffering follower of the Claren Blues and multiple award-winning podcaster, former co-host of Knees Up Mother Brown, and founder and co-host of Quickly Kevin Woolley's Score, which likes to welcome Mr. Chris Skull? Welcome hey. to the show.
1: How you doing? Mate, thank Very you for well. digging into my LinkedIn. <laughs> I know, I know. The, I didn't realise you we were going that much research. Yeah, we're pretty thorough on this show, as you gather from previous episodes. It's so wa- like when someone reads out your own LinkedIn bio, you realise what a wanker you sound like.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, Will and I both work in music. Oh, so really? We okay. Are You're surrounded by them. Surrounded one. by them. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah uh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And I think if you read our LinkedIn's, you'd probably have a similarly. <laughs> Disconcerting experience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah.
1: too right. I'll, I'll do that tomorrow, I look forward to it. Yeah, 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 <laughs> Google the pair of us. Yeah. So how are you doing, you well? Yeah, good man, good. Yeah, great to be here, very excited. It's weird, like I do a lot of interviewing, I don't often get interviewed myself. Yeah. It's a different, it's quite nice to turn up and not do
0: any preparation. Oh, that's good, well uh, if you feel it's the... lagging, you know, you can yeah. just turn the tables yeah, and start finding yeah, questions at yeah, yeah. us. Yeah, alright. We'll, we <laughs> well we're really we're delighted to have you on. It's a uh, it's real pleasure. We're both mm. genuine fans of uh Quickly Kevin. Less I so need some mother brown, but <laughs> I'll uh, probably be yeah. a West Ham fan really, not, so not, appreciate that. Yeah,
1: not many people know about at Mother Brown, yeah. Well actually, so, we, cause, we, cause, like, that's this small like well that's the like the joy division to New Order, Quickly
0: Kevin's new uh, order. Was, <laughs> yeah or
2: sub sub to doves as we were talking about today, that sub sub became doves it's a weird <laughs> yeah, yeah a weird move that.
0: Yeah. 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 But my my weirdly my brother and dad are both West Ham season ticket holders. We're still right. like from that family. My dad, uh, never in sport ever, ever, ever. Uh, and then I picked up Arsenal about seven or eight. My brother refused to support them because I did. Ended up supporting West Ham. And then when my dad turned, well, when you moved to the London Stadium, he just said, Oh, do you want to get a season ticket? And he did because it's like, I think it's two, I think he pays 250 quid a year for the LAP one. Yeah. Now he goes every week. When I was at the other day to so they, that, um,
1: that's like the opposite to most West Ham fans' experience. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm mostly turned away actually, by the London Stadium. It, you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you, your dad loves it. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. He went. Loves Westfield Ford. Just loves just love the shopping experience. <laughs> yeah, you get a good meal yeah. different every week. A yeah. couple of beers. It's and fun.
2: pre-session Hackney Wick, though, I think, is the, what a lot of West Ham fans like now. It is actually great. Yeah.
1: Like I know, like the London Stadium obviously gets a lot of sticks. Some of it, fair enough. But like, I think the pubs and the like the drinking establishments are around Stratford are insane like Hackney Wick is amazing yeah down Great and Barge East as well you've got the river and then you know you've got like places like Tap East in Westfield itself yeah Yeah. what I really want to happen is like to get a beer tent I don't understand Mm. there's there's obviously a bit of land around the Olympic Stadium so there's like a field where they do I do. I don't know, like school sports days in the summer or something. It's like you could put a beer tent up there yeah, yeah. and just have a German kind of beer hall thing with an Umpa Lumpa band on a match day. Yeah, it would be so good. Yeah, really, That's, this is the thing. I'm I'm willing to die on this hill trying to make <laughs> yeah, this happen. Yeah. Set it up.
0: I'm naming my yeah, colours yeah. at this mark.
1: And they've got this thing called the Heineken Bar, which is like a kind of little right next to the stadium, like a, almost like a little club and they have like sometimes you play a Q&A's and a DJ on there yeah. and it's like it's great right outside the ground so there are some parts of the London Stadium which are better than the Upton Park experience
2: yeah. I've not been I've not been to a West Ham game there I've, I went during the Olympics and I'm going to see the baseball there when it's on right. next year Chicago Cubs which yeah will... We did, but uh, yeah, the, I've, I've done the I've done pre bits, <laughs> yeah, held onto the match. Yeah, yeah. Um, so the, I think the pre game drinking experience of most clubs is now a lot better than it used to be. I remember go, when I used to go to Orient much more often, there were like no decent pubs in, in Leighton, and now there's like actually good pubs, and there's yeah. a good experience yeah. pre and post game. Arsenal's always been all right, hasn't it? Oh,
0: uh, well, I mean, it is because it's all residential around there, so you've got tons of pubs, yeah. but the um, like, in game. Well, the match day experience stuff has been pretty poor, but we have Camden Brewery now this season, yeah. so the beer's quite nice. But yeah, I think just because you're in and there's so much close, it's just yeah. all right, Arsenal. There is there is a part of me that does miss the shithole pub. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like,
1: the pubs around West Ham were so bad, yeah. like sticky carpets, places like the Queen's, Duke of Edinburgh, I think, and the Central. Like, awful, but you'd never go, I'd never go into a pub like that like without West Ham and now I don't have that experience in my life do
2: you reckon they've all closed down
1: I haven't I haven't gone back to West Ham since we left I can't bring myself to do it I was chatting to Ray Stewart just to name drop so early into this podcast (laughs) who's our West Ham right back and he said to me the other day that he he came to London uh, he was doing some media thing and he came here the night before and like midnight or something went to Upton Park and just walked around the flats now of what used to be this mm. kind of cathedral football oh, where he me. made his name yeah. and just walked around silently at night this great player who played so many games for us won the FA Cup just walked around silently and uh, I just haven't been back yet It's yeah. quite haunting I know it made me emotional when he was yeah. telling me about it like yeah. you think God, he, he would walk around and people would walk past him he wouldn't know who he was and now it's just like a block of flats and like, yeah. everything moves on we know but it's like that's his story and this is that his, that's our story that's where it happened and now and things it, have moved it on it was such
2: a good ground as well I, yeah, I, I, went, a lot, I went a lot to West Ham yeah. one of my best friends is a season ticket holder and we've got a weird family connection as well to the, to the Kearns family which were, oh, really? yeah linked to West Ham for many years and yes yeah, so I used to go a lot and uh, loved it there great yeah great atmosphere and it, it's so yeah. close to the pitch it's always so fun I, yeah. I
1: think when i think of my favorite grounds in the country now it's, it's places like selhurst park which are just like weird stressed mm. stands that are <laughs> yeah, kind of yeah, just yeah. put together at different eras and like you walk through the kind of sainsbury's car park yeah, to get yeah, to the yeah, ground yeah. and like the toilets are like a shed and i like the fact it's unpolished yeah it's like yeah, when you go yeah. to the emirates as kind of impressive as it is it is it's, a bit kind of like bland the yeah yeah. Yeah. And, yeah it's all
2: kind of it's very American, I guess, yeah. isn't
1: it? It's all, all very modern. But maybe we just hark- like, I think part of it is like you just you're always harking back to your past, which is kind of like the beauty of quickly, Kevin. Mm. But like, I think a lot of the reason why people just hate the London Stadium and hate these new grounds is because we always we're just longing for how things were all yeah. the time, even though it is yeah. Emirates is objectively better of than course. the hybrid. <laughs> but yeah, like, it, but it's up. not it's not the same. And. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's like just time moves on, doesn't
0: it? That nostalgia is so powerful, isn't it? Because yeah, you connect yeah. all those experiences to so many points of time and different memories and, you know, like the, the bagel stall at Highbury. Or, actually, I went to the Highbury, I mean, i have been a couple of times, but you can, it's the same, the flats are round it and then they've kept the two Art Deco stands and the pitch remains in the middle as a kind of communal garden. Mm. But I, you can sneak in if someone's coming out. So sort of, I've done that once or twice. Oh, so nice. You kind yeah. of just dip in and you stand on the pitch. Is the clock up. still there? Yeah, all right. Done nothing like that at West Ham from what I hear. Yeah,
1: they put tower blocks in the middle of the pitch. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) I, I don't. I don't know if I could face going back. It would be so weird to walk down those streets and then. You, where you expect to the stand emerge behind a tower block for that not to be yeah, there yeah. I just don't, like, just yeah, don't I don't, don't have, have a reason to go yet and I don't want to do it
0: to myself yeah was uh, yeah, Highbury's sort of on the way to the Emirates so yeah. you can just take a little detour but hybrid, they've
1: kind of like they paid homage to the old stadium I don't think there's any of that yeah yeah, it's just
0: like, get the flats up yeah so speaking of nostalgia tell us a little bit about um, how quickly Kevin came about yeah oh man I mean the nineties the is just Yeah uh, joyous. I think we're all similar age yeah. here and it's such a Well I think amazing like amazing
1: time. The, the story of Quickly Kevin probably really starts in the kind of the late nineties and two thousands. Like I think the glory of it when I talk to people who listen to it is that they all had similar experiences to me. Like we all laughed about the same stuff. Mm-hmm. Like this stuff was all kind of sitting within us. Like that, that the actual bit of commentary, Quickly Kevin Willie Score, like my uni mate Mark, we used to laugh about this like all the time. Yeah, and, like yeah. like like quickly Mark, will he like like if something <laughs> was happening like and all these little kind of in jokes would, would always be there. And then in kind of um, when we when we started like late 2016, so I used to do the knees of mother around West Ham podcast, and the guy did it with James Longman, he went to LA to start the to work on the Late Late show with James yeah. Corden. And at that at that exact moment my mate Josh Widdicombe stopped doing fighting talk and had like kind of and he didn't do XFM anymore. And then we were on holiday together and I was like, look, I've got this idea about, I want to do something about football, but old football, maybe the 90s and -hmm. just pick up on all these weird little niche things we remember and kind of joke about. What do you think? he was like, yeah, we could do it. And we booked in two interviews with Matt and Paul Mercer, I think it was, and Ellis James. So we recorded those three to kind of try it out. We were like, this is great.
2: This the Madison episode is just fantastic. Yeah, yeah and the Lattice show I
1: love the Latiss. I know, yes. and we started it like so. The night before, we were like, "What do we want this to be?" And we we sat down the night before we did the Latiss episode, and like every interview should be like an interview that would, you'd never heard heard them talk about yeah. these things. Like, mm-hmm. so we would just went through, read loads of Latiss interviews, and we're like, "What are people not asking him about?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So every interview would feel fresh and different, and like right. you get kind of real insight. And I thought as well, like. When when people interview test, they just do the, the big the big stuff, like the kind of the big goals. And we were like, we don't want to ask about that. We don't yeah, want to ask yeah. him about the stuff that everyone would know about. Like what like the day after Ali Dyer played, <laughs> like the day before. <laughs> like what was going on in the yeah. dressing room. Yeah, then, yeah, that's yeah. the stuff I've never heard and that like, I'm really interested in. And when we put this interview we put the script together, we were like, I think this is really something here? I think like as as a fan. Because also I think a lot of like kind of football interviewing, they assume a lot of knowledge on your behalf and they kind of like no one's like. I, we're so fascinated by the minutiae of what actually happens in these kind of situations, yeah. and what actually you do in training, and like the referee episode with Dermot Gallagher. Like, what actually does a ref <laughs> do? Yeah. Like, I, yeah. I don't know. Like, and all that kind of boring minutia that other people yeah, like skip across a week. What are they yeah. up to and stuff like that. So yeah. we just kind of feast on that in Quilly Kevin when we first write those interview scripts, and like as we edited the first few together and Michael didn't come on board until like we'd we'd done three episodes and then we were like we need a kind of producer to kind of tie this together and he's exactly the right kind of person to come and like hold it all together like the glue Yeah. and uh, he picked up was like this is brilliant and then it just kind of took off like every episode even now every episode we put out we grow our audience like it's such word of mouth and it's so much fun it's so effortless now it's so I enjoy it so much and we've got such a rhythm It's I think that shines
0: through so massively from all three of you actually it's just like such a genuine reverence yeah. for that like halcyon period and and it's so. also
1: it's not just us it's like the audience because like it is like half the, the, I'd say the majority of the show is the audience because those correspondence we yeah. get yeah. the email like <laughs> it's like we're, it's one big club and like people emailing in ideas and like con- contributing stuff like most of the features and things that we kind of run with has come from the audience mm. and come from emails and like I think they get what we're trying to do like, and, and we really love like, Feast and what they're giving us it's a great kind of reciprocal yeah, yeah. relationship and it's just fun I love it so much really
0: such an honour and the podcast medium really suits that doesn't it the fact that you yeah. actually have that like dedicated time and space to really extrapolate and go off piece and do kind of take it where you want it to go yeah
1: and it's really interesting like if you look on kind of the sport charts whenever we're in there it has like produced by and you'll see a lot of them like The Guardian or 5 like or BBC you'll see it produced like this is self produced it's us free yeah, 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 yeah. we yeah, make yeah. it all ourselves like nobody commissioned us or gave yeah, us permission yeah, yeah. to do this it was all our own idea which yeah. is like is fairly unique to have a podcast like that's essentially yeah, that's independent yeah. to yeah. do so well and yeah, that is yeah. like I think that's obviously the, down to the audience getting what digging what we're doing yeah
2: well, we're, That's what we're aspiring to. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah that's, <laughs> that's, that's next for us. We'll isn't get it. there.
0: We'll get there. Um... Right, go for
2: it, Will. Right, I'll kick off. James Tarkowski, highest scoring player of the last two weeks, and yet only owned by 2.3% of managers. At the time of recording, he is 5 million. Uh, Burnley do have some tough fixtures though, so look out for that. And second, Andy Robertson. Liverpool's fixtures look brilliant. He seems to be getting more assists than Trent, so go for him. Chris. Mm-hmm. Go for it, Chris.
1: Uh, Abami Yang, because Arsenal are playing someone rubbish. Is it Norwich? And yes. and Vardy because they're playing Everton who are also rubbish. Good, Good choices.
0: Uh, who have I got? Who have I got? I've got Christian Pulisic, who's still only owned by 13%. Uh, he didn't score this weekend but he has a tasty home game against West Ham sorry Chris uh, and oh. then uh, Son at Spurs pains me to say it because they're horrible and he's horrible uh, but he's still a bit of a differential and he's still got a new manager bounce and it's probably 9.7 million well spent right okay I said
2: it well well under this so that's good yeah made it Chris, well is, Chris is very to the point yeah well yeah. this
1: is the thing I've learned about fantasy football in the last week since you've been outing me as rubbish <laughs> on Twitter
2: is that it's about strikers and midfielders right it's about goals it seems to be this season like last season it was about the, the wing backs the full backs who were seemingly getting a load of assists and goals yeah. and actually that seems to be less than so the mm. case now
0: it's just about Leicester isn't it really yeah tripling up on Leicester and Liverpool yeah and
2: yeah and less clean sheets there seems to be fewer clean sheets this season
0: yeah there were lots of defenders who scored big like Van Dyke scored loads last season he's not Liverpool just aren't keeping as many clean sheets and he's not scoring as many. So. Yeah. I think they've
2: kept like one clean sheet in there or something.
0: Is that it? Yeah. Goals a bad goals. Goals, goals, yeah. goals, goals. And then it's not
2: for the last few seasons it's been about having Salah but now it's not necessarily about him. It's and about Mane. Uh, it's about Mane and uh, still Vardy but like yeah, it's weird. It's a weird season this season.
0: Yeah it is, isn't it? It's hard to like, I think most people who picked a team at the start which really looks like a million dollars like right Raheem Sterling, Mohamed Salah, Virgil yeah. van Dijk. Just haven't really done it. No. You've been um,
1: talking for a, a minute on great players and none of you have mentioned Glenn Murray.
0: Ah! Oh, My cat. Massive gap your, your
2: knowledge. Why, do you not know how good he is? Or... <laughs> So obviously your decision making captain did you I, understand the process of captaincy or you just I couldn't even tell you who's <laughs> in my team now I've
1: like I have as you've kind of suggested on this podcast <laughs> I've kind of forgotten I did not know I don't remember making Glenn Murray my captain right. when, I, when I think about I, actually I did have a look at the team I remember thinking it's, it's quite coloured by my experience as a West Ham fan yeah, really. Glenn Murray always scores against us right. Like I, the, my understanding of the Premier League is is very much viewed through the prism of being a West Ham fan yes. like I lived that experience I, if we lose I generally won't watch match of the day right, unless yeah. it's a really exciting match so I don't really have much of a knowledge of what happens outside of that and yeah. there's something really exciting I know the main stories and the big narrative yeah, yeah, yeah. but really the individuals I only see them when they absolutely smash West Ham to bits yes so that's why Glenn Murray has found himself leading the line <laughs> for me, and indeed finding the captaincy. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's um, not
2: really worked and out. But you do. I tip James Tarkovsky this week. You have him.
1: Yeah, because yeah. he was cheap. I don't know. Like I like I like him at Burley. I like Burnley generally, and I like they're very much the team West Ham could have been.
0: Yes. Yeah. <laughs> same,
1: same kit. Same kit, and he he is fantastic. Like mm. he's such a good player. He's, he's made it. He's, he's made it. played for England, hasn't he?
0: Yes, yes he yeah, has yeah, really yeah, yeah,
1: and yeah. I remember thinking he was really cheap. Yeah, so he's I think that's fan. why he's he's made. I think he may retain his place in my Squad after. Yeah,
2: of your players, we've sort of we have asked a lot of people out there for, for their tips on who you should um, who you should bring in. Most people suggesting. Uh, bringing in Vaj up front, which is Vardy, Abraham, and Jimenez. Vaj? Yeah, that's unfortunate. I'm not into it. We don't like it. We've, uh, <laughs> Jav. Jav, Jav, or whatever. Jav. Yeah. Jav. Jav. Something, something a bit cleaner. <laughs> yeah. um, also, Danny Ing's doing very well at the moment. So uh, if you want to yeah. check out Danny front Ings? Line, is
0: he? Yeah. yeah, he scored against Arsenal, but it's not, yeah, not, yeah. not a massive. At the I guess he's cheap. He is cheap. Is probably, is probably the reason.
2: Um, yeah. And then I guess Son for Tottenham will be good. But yeah. one, but one, one, one guy, Paul Newhouse, did suggest. Have you thought about making your team up of former West Ham players?
1: Well, it's quite. West Ham are probably overrepresented in this team. Definitely. And
0: know.
1: You know why? My my th- my thought process for Jack Wilshere was: I knew he over the summer he'd been injured at the back in the last season. He spent the whole summer training, yeah. and he came back. I don't know if you saw he did play initially at the start of the season. He was ripped. He was enormous, and I was like, he's going to have a big year this year, and then inevitably he's done with Jack Wilshere and got injured It's yeah. really annoying. But I haven't took him out of my team, even though it potentially is quite a long term injury. Yeah. But I still believe in him. Yeah, yeah. You've got to keep faith. But and then Antonio he, as well. and he confidence. did his hey, Antonio did his. But Antonio, you see Antonio he, like he came on against Spurs and was like our best
0: he player in that. Oh, like he's not. been fantasy gold in previous. He's made. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm Is a he? Forest fan, so I love
2: Antonio because he had a great season. He's with
0: enormous. Us. He's, he's amazing. Yeah.
2: Yes. Um. I, I was down at Frank Lampard Senior's pub the other week, what, what the other weekend, watching it and there were quite a few West Ham fans in there doing the donkey you know that celebration he did when he scored against Thursday last great celebration. Um, he's he's brilliant I I love Anthony
1: he is my only slight issue with him is he's he's a He's a great, you know, he's not quite a winger or a striker. Mm -hmm. And he's not quite an attacking midfield. He doesn't really sit. So he's kind of good at all these positions, but there's no one where he's like, brilliant. I think, and I know Pellegrini's kind of used him in the past kind of off the bench. And that may be the best place for him.
2: Yeah. Well, he's He's quite an unfashionable footballer in terms of... yeah. he'd been a great footballer in
0: the 90s right Yeah, so yeah. just power. And he's power versatile and he's patient. a bit
1: of a Na- Nicholas Alexanderson. <laughs> Slavon Bilic used to play him the right back yeah. I think yeah. Pellegrini might have done that a couple of times Like he can basically play anywhere down that right hand side and indeed kind of up front but he's, he's not he doesn't massively nail any position but yeah. there are moments where he's insanely good like against Spurs yeah
2: I, I, when he was at Forest I always liked him to Marlon Harewood who of course played at uh, West Ham as well That's good he, he he would look so good for moments and then fall over or (laughs) just yeah he's like powerhouse that kind of just not quite good enough but still brilliant. But so close. Yeah, yeah so yeah. close. But
1: that's the kind of players we love at West Ham. Like yeah. the players who are consistently good never last. <laughs> <No>. Like <laughs> but players like Antonio who can be frustratingly brilliant, they're the ones who like Decanio. Like Decanio people go on about Decanio, but he, he was great up to Park. There are no great clips of him scoring amazing goals away from home. Like temperamental. And that so is what like, makes a great is. West Ham player is just a temperamental kind of genius. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Trevor sure, was, Sinclair was
2: similar as well. Yeah, he it's has it's... some Unbelievably, yeah. legend. But,
0: yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, speaking of West Ham, we've got um, we've got some questions for you in a in a lucky dip bag, Chris. So there's a few in there. There'll probably be a little bit of West Ham content. I shoot. It's all five play.
2: aside because there's five from each of us. But okay. I don't think there's no there's no order to it. So no, just, and I think yeah. we
0: we'll just pick
1: five and just see pick how we five. go. Yeah. Uh, worst player to ever play for West Ham. Oh, there we
0: go. There's oh, there's,
1: okay. there's, um, there's a lot to choose <laughs> yeah, from here. Yeah.
0: How do you start?
1: I think there was a player when we went down from the championship in uh, went down from the Premier League in 03-04, We had a left back called Wayne Quinn, oh, who yeah. was who was he in actually large? was the yeah he may have been Northern Irish. I'm pretty sure it was called Wayne Quinn. He was the worst player I've ever seen. Like it was <laughs> insane how bad he was. And actually, when he left West Ham, like we were in the championship, he just dropped out of league football never altogether. Played, never played. Never, like, like, he wow. was so bad. It was insane. <laughs> so I would say he's probably the worst worst player I've ever seen play for West Ham but then I was thinking um What's Cole Jenkinson doing now? Because I'm sure the last... Is he, <laughs> yeah. Horace, is he
2: playing regularly? No, he got injured. But he, but because he, the last, last game he played for awesome West year. Ham, I
1: think it was Bournemouth at home. He had the biggest nightmare at right back. I think it... Oh, maybe it was Leicester. He had the worst... Like, the worst performance I'd ever seen someone play. And then he kind of... This was like 30 minutes in. He was just getting... Like, giving away penalties and people knocking it. like. And he just looked like he didn't want to be on the pitch and like he was kind of praying to get subbed off and he kind of went down injured I went down the tunnel and then he was out for, kind of, I think yeah. it was a legit injury. But that, that was, I think, the worst, perform, like, worst, worst performance. But Wayne Quinn was consistently horrific. Like, he couldn't believe it. Every, every game I turned up and he was playing, I was like, I can't believe he's lasted another
0: week.
2: <laughs> I love not, a ter- not a terrible player, but my, uh, uh, I think I mentioned it on the podcast before. I went to see West Ham once and Ian Dowie came on as a substitute and got sent off about 30 seconds later. It was uh, yeah, it was, uh, absolutely incredible. So that is probably the worst performance I've ever yeah. seen
1: from a footballer. But I, I know, I know, Ian Dow is bad, but like, he was, like, he like I head understand, head I understand goals. why he was there. Yeah, like he, he, like he didn't need to be good with his feet. He was the lump. Yeah, and so I mean, you knew that there was a lump. <laughs> and, like he's like he's trying to knock it down to you or something like that. At least you could kind of see what we were doing. But with Wayne Quinn, it was like he has to have pictures of the manager in an uncompromising <laughs> position or something. It doesn't make any sense that he's here. <laughs>
0: Right, <laughs> <It was> amazing. <laughs> Carl Jenkins is probably the player that unites the three of us. It's not. Oh, yeah, yeah. as well. Yeah, he he him, two, two, two years Didn't on, he? two loan spells of us. He yeah, came yeah. on loan, went back to something, came back again. I, I I loved him because it's basically he was me. Like just the kid off the stands, he somehow found his way into the no. kit, and you just have no idea. Quite I hope, why is that? But well, he played again last season. He was did semi so regularly.
1: Like. That game he played, where I think it was his last game for West Ham, was so bad that I kept checking on his Wikipedia to see how <laughs> he was doing because I was like, "You really didn't want that to be the end for him." Yeah, yeah. I like, was yeah. like, "I was thinking he might be so scarred from that game that he'll never play again. Like he would have, he'd, have, he'd have like mental issues about what a nightmare he had on that, day, that yeah. game." So I'm really relieved to hear he's. He's at first and I, doing I feel right.
2: like he, I can't think if he's. A, I think he's only made some substitute appearances because he is in. He's had injuries, so I'm yeah. Not, yeah. yeah. I think as, long as, yeah. as long as he's out there, as long
1: as he's out there playing, I'm happy. Giving hope for everyone, isn't he? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Do you have another question? Yeah. Okay. Some of these, some of these are different heights. Some of these are really thick. Richard's so are the big, I think. Yeah. Oh, Giving away the game there. Dream guest for quickly, Kevin. That that's a relatively easy one. Yeah. Danny Baker. I oh, love yeah. Danny yeah, Baker. Yeah. And we, we've come close to getting Danny Baker a couple of times, but. Danny Baker's his own man. Yeah, yeah. And
0: it kind of like, <laughs> you're like,
1: and it maybe I don't know, like Danny, but ba- Danny Baker's couple of put a couple of feet wrong in the last year, as I'm sure yeah. we're all all aware. But for me, like Danny Baker, kind of sums up the spirit of the podcast Definitely. a little bit. And I hope our listeners would be willing to kind of let him come on. Yeah. Because like, own goals and gaffes yeah. and like right hammerings, I like I I loved those videos so oh, much. Yeah. And his one had, had one of, he, of those VHSs, right? I think yeah. I think Danny Baker kind of represents quickly Kevin more. I know we get compared a lot to kind of fantasy football, and, and obviously we're inspired by that. But for me, like Danny Baker, kind of represented the fan more than that. Yeah, because like he would know, like every time he would do own go- goals and gaffes or something like that, he would just. It, it would play a clip twice, and the, the second time it would pull something out of the crowd.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And
1: it's like that kind of niche, really niche comedy joke you, you find in football. It's like it's so. I love that. Yeah. Because when you watch fantasy football, it's all quite like it's it's big jokes it's of it's obvious stuff. Yeah, yeah. And Danny Baker just specialised in that in that niche stuff. And I hope I really hope one day we're able to get him on and that. He, yeah. he would be received well. I, I really hope that happens. We
0: went to the live episode we're of dead, uh, yeah. uh, him, and, him and Lenica. Yeah, was, down in yeah. the Wumberland Theatre. It yeah, it's great. I mean, he's just law unto himself did, on stage. I know. He introduced I love- at the start, this could be 30 minutes or three hours. So,
1: <laughs> so sad luck, they said. I know. We, like, we, I think we were dealing with like his handler and it's and he's kind of like, he. The, the response was like, he wants to do it, but it's on his own terms. He's yeah. a bit like Bob Dylan. He's kind of like the Bob Dylan of like, <laughs> He could do it or he could not do it. It just depends. Like, if you get him in the right moment, it'll happen. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, you could probably
0: get six episodes yeah, out yeah, quite yeah. and just cut it down. Yeah. Oh, wait, I went to
2: see Bob Dylan live once and he didn't say a single word for the entire show. He just sung. So, hopefully, he won't yeah, get Bob Dylan.
1: Don't don't
0: that that <laughs> <Exactly. Yeah. Like, laughs>
1: Someone who's a bit like Bob, like, something that nearly happened on Quickly Kevin, I think we may have talked about it on the podcast, was when we finished recording an interview with Gary Neville, we did it in Hotel Football in Manchester, and I think it was the day of a United game and as we finished the interview Gary Neville went away like Gary Neville's handler came in and was like Cantona's here Cantona's in reception wow. and we like Michael kind of run down and we just like saw Cantona get out of the reception and into the car
0: we were like oh, oh. You
1: know, we were so close to getting Cantona which is obviously like Danny Baker's a kind of a realistic dream yeah, yeah. but someone like Cantona would be, oh, an would be that, that's like a, a godlike figure amazing yeah fantastic, fantastic. yeah one day Another See, question. Yeah, let's go for it. Have you ever fallen over trying to get... This <laughs> the Trevor Brookings autograph. Has someone fallen over trying to get... <laughs> the yeah, drink? this is, this <laughs> is me.
0: There's a story there.
2: So I did yeah. a... Uh, I, so I actually wrote this in to Quickly Kevin. Oh, really? I never got read out. Oh, mate. Good, oh. It's quite a good story. So I did... When I was at school, we did this. I don't know what it, what it how it came about, but during the summer holidays... Me and a few friends from school went to West Ham to wash the seats in the Bobby Moore Stand for a charity thing called "Wipe Out Poverty, Wash for Dosh," and it was like you would collect money for charity and clean the seats at West Ham <laughs> for the day. I spent the entire day washing seats, aged like Why did they? Eight. Why did the Just seats need to be washed? Out, yeah. I never thought that was a but thing. <laughs> like, um, it was like so. I guess it was. August, just before the season started, like getting everything prepared. Wow. Just child labour, basically. But at the end of it, so Trevor, well, I think he might not have mean a knight by that point, mm-hmm. but Trevor Bricking gave a little speech and thanked everyone. And then there was an opportunity to go and get, like, his autograph or whatever. And my best friend at the time, he was a massive West Ham fan. So I was like, right, I'm going to get his, my, his autograph for my friend. And so I, like, ran down to the bottom and he was o- he was over the. Barriers like over the sort of uh, um, advertising hoardings, and I was a bit overexcited and basically fell over the hoardings and got picked up by Trevor Brooking, and then he signed my autograph, and, <laughs> and I sheepishly <laughs> ran away. And every time I've ever seen him since, he's been mortified. <laughs> But yeah, so uh, that's my
0: still got the wipeout. Out, still, have you still got the autograph?
2: I gave it to my friend. He was not as grateful as I hoped. To yeah. Yeah, yeah, really.
0: Yeah, you went through a lot to get that. I did. But, like that's yeah. probably worse. Really,
2: something. more like really embarrassing in front of like like a load of kids. Oh, horrible. <laughs> that is, Everyone that is laughed. Tricky. He yeah. laughed. picked me up. Probably ruffled me on the head.
1: Yeah. Oh, Horrible. <laughs> never had a cringeworthy experience with Trevor Brookie? No, I've met Sir Trevor loads of times, actually. Cause I, I, I do the match day announcing now at West Ham, and I used to do the lounges. So like, I've always I've been around Sir Trevor for quite a few years, but I've never had the kind of pangs of excitement for Sir Trevor because right. he's not like... If, if I have, it's because of that brief period he had as caretaker yeah, manager yeah. where he nearly right. kept us up. Yeah. But I never saw him playing. He's like... I don't know, I get far more excited excited by um, maybe like Billy Bonds because he had that kind of... He was the manager, and so I had a bit more of a connection to him. But Sir Trevor Brookin, for a large part of my West Ham supporting life, was like the co-commentator on BBC with a bit of a West Ham connection.
2: Yeah, I think that's why I kind of was quite into him. I I remembered him so well for that. But yeah, that caretaker spell. And then that awful period where that, that match where he was... The only person on the board still in the um, when there were like the, all the protests going on. Oh yeah, a couple of seasons ago, and he just stayed sat there. I was oh,
1: in the I was in the God. press box about oh, yeah, I was about like three rows behind him when that kicked off. Oh yeah but then the, I think I think if anything him being there kind of diffused the protest mm, yeah I'm <laughs> sure it would yeah. like that scene with Del Boy in the uh, with the riots outside uh, <laughs> Nelson Mandela house or whatever it is like yeah so Trevor I think calmed the situation down yeah. that day <laughs> that was probably the worst West Ham crisis since this one so yeah. that's uh, <laughs> good times
0: how ago was that was that
1: two seasons ago it was ago, David Moyes three. that was David Moyes wasn't it so mm. yeah not that long he was in there before Pellegrini so probably a couple of years 18, yeah. 18 months probably god damn
2: yeah.
0: do you have another one yeah Let's see
1: what's, oh, no, what's this in the big, bag one of those is ridiculously thick that I means it's oh sweet. my god it's over three lines <laughs> which 90s football staple would you bring back nose plasters lace up shirts Lucas Aid water bottles player managers club call or Corinthian figures that's a lot of options there's a lot of options there Nose plasters I've never really got I've never worn one. I'd like to wear one one day
0: Yeah Have you I, ever worn like one? one? Have yeah, you? I've worn one but what is it, it doing? Is it pulling your nose up? They're not that tight So, yeah, no, so it goes across there air. It's supposed but to keep your It looks make, like make it would your Compress passages. your nose It's supposed to keep them open I know it's no effect Whatsoever As a 14 year old Running around Alexander yeah. Wreck in Tulworth. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah a guy at school Used to wear them For effect He thought That's it was Like a cool thing to wear Do you remember
1: there was like when Beckham Was wearing the Alice band I used to when I was playing Pathetic uh, Power League in Fairlop, and uh, there would be a guy wearing an Alice band every
2: week. <laughs> that was a, that's a fad that's coming yeah, from. proper, yeah. proper fad. It was sort of Carol Paborski and then P- 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 no Patrick P- P- Berger. P- Patrick P- Berger wore one. cat's kind well wearing an Alice band these days. Yeah, yeah. is he? Yeah, I think he's yeah. he coming back, bringing it back. Yeah, Man. he does. He's got he quite. He's got like luscious. He curly doesn't look like a footballer. Looks like an elf from Lord of the Rings. I think he looks like he's in Game of Thrones.
0: Yeah, there yeah. you go. Yeah. Fantasy, fantasy mm-hmm.
2: tip. Yeah,
1: yeah, definitely. Lace up shirts are overrated. Aston, do you remember Aston Villa had? I think the most famous one for me is Aston yeah, Villa yeah, in the yeah, first yeah, season, yeah. The kind of Daly and Atkinson. And work. there was
0: that, um that was that green and yellow United yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. Third, yeah. third but, uh, away kid. The thing is
1: about lace up shirts. Just too much going on. Yeah. yeah, Like,
2: totally agree. Yeah,
1: why? Like, it's just another thing to grab you by. Also, <laughs>
2: just like smack you in yeah. the face as you're running around. Um, Lucas
1: a water bottles like I'm, I'm fortunate enough to be pitch side on a Premier League pitch on occasion and there's just other water bottles now they're mm-hmm. just like and there's. I don't think the Lucas a branding made a difference to that player managers however and I know you talk yes. about them on this podcast I'd love them to come back yeah That's but I, I'm not sure it'll happen now I think I think the time has passed I think it's a thing of the past like it's smoking uh, sad and
0: but true yeah, we, yeah. We, we were saying earlier we did until we listened to quickly Kevin the new one we didn't realise that um Kerpshire started as a co-player manager. Yeah. yeah. That co-player joint. Co-player, co-player yeah. manager. Yeah. Manager, managers That's never happened. Should, but but when,
1: when he talks about childhood, it was like, it was such a farce at yeah. the time. Like, yeah. They were just, like, they were trying to do things as cheaply as possible. And yeah. they were like, I'm oh, so, well, you know, be well, a player know? and a manager, that saves that saves a salary so, somehow. Yeah.
2: We've got a situation at the top of our All-Star League at the moment, which is that Jack Whitehall and his brother Barney are co-managing Yeah, I heard about that. Their team. They are currently sixteen hundredth in the world. Really, which is pretty incredible. One thousand, I think it's one thousand six hundred seventy third in the world. Is Jack into football? Yeah, he's an Arsenal fan. Is it? Yeah. But is
1: he? I mean, an Arsenal fan is almost a
2: byword for not being into. <laughs> I mean, football. I, yeah. Well, well yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. very true. Very true. Yeah, I don't know. I I get the thing. Maybe it's all I Barney. Mean, Maybe it's definitely into it. Yeah, yeah. Maybe Jack's was slightly.
1: Is Barney? Is Barney his brother?
2: Yeah. I'm, I, yeah. I don't yeah. know. He's his Barney's his writer as well, isn't it? Uh, does he? Well, yeah, I think he does work with him. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I've
1: met I've met his writer called Barney. I didn't realise that was his brother. Okay. They got a bit That's of a bit of media manager. chat. In yeah, here. yeah. <laughs> um, club call, love club call. Yeah, love club. I love like gossip. I love gossip far more than the actual thing. Yeah. Like when West, Ham, I, I really enjoy when West are being linked with a player more than I enjoy them being finding out they've signed.
2: Yes, like absolutely. I love the love, gossip. And, and when they were linked players for like one day and yeah. it was uh, when you know rumours were that so and so was at so and so air yeah um, so good a friend of mine at, at school had a pager do you remember when pagers yeah. came out wow. like no yeah. one had them and well, he, God knows why it? he had one but he yeah. had one and he had, he was, he <laughs> subscribed to like Premier League news. And so in lessons, he'd like get a little buzz. That's and then amazing. like this cool. thing would scroll across and be like. Shay Gibbons linked to. Yeah, like.
0: <laughs> it was so
1: good. It was best. so exciting. I remember the best, I can't remember, it was a live blog sometime and um, someone, someone had sent in, um, my mate owns a burger van in Br- in Hull and they've just had to open it up early for Dean Windass' medical. That was the best funny bit of gossip I ever heard. That is good. And then Corinthian figures, lastly, I hate. I've got no time for Corinthian figures. Like, like as a collectible, I've never really got into them. I don't know what you do with them. That's the thing about the kind of football collectibles like that. Like little figurines. Like, you can't replicate a footballer with a figurine. Yeah, you can't. Like, if you had Corinthian, what would you do? What would you do with a Corinthian? You'd have to build a trophy camp. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, you'd (laughs) have to build a. So I kind of, I, I don't really have that. I like So coins and stuff like that. I'm mm. well into kind of those little bit of collectibles. But that, any kind of replica of a player in a, as a kind of action figure, I'm not, I'm not into. Not we had long. an email in
2: about the coins, didn't we? We
0: did, yeah, yeah. We had a, a guy called Sam Briggs uh, said he's got a 99% complete France 98 England coin collection. Well The only great. missing piece is Andy Hinchcliffe. Well, oh. do you know where he might be able to procure the missing piece? Big news, guys! We're <laughs> in Wandsworth right now. Yeah. There's a
1: British Heart Foundation shop. One day, about I think it was last summer, went into that shop. They had the ninety-eight Sainsbury's oh. coin. It was Sainsbury's coin collection no way. complete. I picked it up for three-pound. Oh. oh my! God. Like God. It's it's you could have charged a hell of a lot more. Okay. I was really excited. I brought it home and Mrs. Wayne, what are you going to do with that? I was like, just put it on the bookcase. <laughs> and I think it's been there ever since. But everyone who comes around now but gets the interesting it. thing about that coin collection is it's got gazzer in it. Mm. And it's got, I think it's got because you know Glenn Hodder did that thing where he kind of had he took an extended squad to France yeah. or something yeah, yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah. It, that so he's got players in that course, who, never so right, to, yeah. who never went to never went to France yeah. but I've got Hinchcliffe but I'm not prepared no, to sell not that. giving up. Not yeah. given out not giving up
0: the goods no. <laughs> sorry it's yeah. right, Hinchcliffe but get yourself wow. down British Heart Foundation in one step yeah mate, that's where that's the yeah, go to place
1: uh, I want a uh, club call I'd bring back club call club
0: was one
2: definitely I, I agree with
0: that
1: That's yeah well, that, that, I'm yeah. quickly Kevin we're talking about like bringing something but like doing something like that to bring it back maybe we could have a kind of club call
2: maybe that would be yeah. thing. maybe we
1: could actually bring it back
2: if you could get yeah you just need a fan from every club like a really nerdy geeky fan from every club <laughs> yeah. just, at the, and, and just their whatsapp maybe yeah. they just get whatsapp yeah, yeah
0: just <laughs> <laughs> the feed yeah. it's kind of what the yeah. done isn't it pretty much yeah, yeah they yeah. just yeah they <laughs> have inside of every fair. club yeah, yeah good times
1: yeah. how many quick do I need one more question yeah how four? many have you answered I I think think or four I think four. yeah let's okay, do, we'll do the one last more. one go for a thin one worst ever football haircut uh, I don't know if you remember but Joe Cole had a red J put into his head and that was the oh, summer before course yeah, course yeah across his, his head part. the season before like the summer before the season we went down yeah, yeah. was that responsible I, mean, I don't know uh, and people sort of like whenever this comes up like people go about Beckham's but I think every haircut Beckham has had has been outstanding
2: even the Mohawk at the time I think they were good but um, I, looking back the, I think the dreads were a mistake oh was it dreads the oh was yeah, that the corn cornrows I didn't mind the cornrows I didn't mind that
1: I tell you now, do you remember Gaza had like dreads I think it was, it was like like kind of November after Euro 96 Gaza got dreads <laughs> I remember Like that. and that was horrific. <laughs> like that was bad. But I don't think Beckham could ever be accused of having a bad haircut. Yeah, like, Those guys, his like dreads.
0: That head can wear anything. Yeah. yeah, it's true.
1: It's true. Do you remember the best one from the Romanian team? Was oh, it '98 was when they great. dyed their hair blonde? Yeah. Off bleach. Great. Yeah. That was that great. Was, that was, that was, was great.
0: real kind of team
1: bonding. Why yeah. haven't other teams done that? Yeah. All done a haircut. or yeah. like, yeah. all shave the heads or like. I'm surprised that happens, hasn't happened more often.
2: Yeah, especially when mm-hmm. and all do it one colour like if yeah. they were you know, Denmark going all red
1: or
0: something yeah, like yeah. that. Yeah. yeah, that's the only time I can recall seeing
1: it. Javier H- Margas who was a Chilean defender for us in the 90s. He dyed yeah. his hair claret and blue oh.
0: after he was alleged
1: to have wanted a transfer. So yeah. he's like to oh, as a statement of intent dyed his hair claret and blue They go look I'm here for at least another two haircuts. <laughs>
0: that's a and then it, and
1: I the think he, le- he left anyway. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He went to buy nice. a bit of
0: currency with the fans. <laughs> yeah, it? yeah. One thing I noticed um this week that you guys did I saw the Lettersford Town
1: kit that's yeah, been released. Lettersford. That is amazing. So people great. love that kit. Like yeah. we were like we were like we wanted to do a bit of a shop and sell some stuff um, and we were like what kind of niche weird little thing could we say? And like it was Michael's idea to come up with a Lettersford Town kit and put it together and I was like that's great. And people love it. Like he right. tweeted a picture of it and people lost their minds. So yeah, quicklykevin.com forward slash shop. Get involved. Yeah, get man. Involved. I'm getting Cabral on the back.
0: <laughs> oh, right, yes. Number five.
1: But I'm not going to get number five. Like what's Michael's weird thing about uh, squad numbers? Like he thinks that the substitute oh. central defender should be like 14. Or, like, yeah. see, I can't believe. He's, like we've talked about it. He's done on this hill number six
2: he's saying yeah. like, what a peculiar thing it's so weird I couldn't, I couldn't get my head around that cause yeah. he, uh, was it a goalkeeper as well that he got wrong he thinks goalkeepers, was sub goalkeeper should be 12 or something isn't yeah. it oh just bizarre always 13 I and mean, then I think there was a 26 he was saying yeah. as well,
1: I, I think of, of all the things we've ever talked about this particular thing Michael has said has got the most abuse <laughs> Apart from not, and it, given how many questions he's got wrong on quizzes <laughs> yeah, like this is, this is this is a thing that people have drawn the line with so I'm really and I'm really pleased he yeah.
0: deserves it it's insane yeah, yeah. <laughs> there was another thing on that so when you guys had Dara on um, you were talking about Jack Charlton and the cheques in uh, yeah. the uh, the kind of so this was Jack Charlton during the World Cup um, would pay for his drinks in, in Ireland Czechs, yeah. with a cheque knowing the the barman would never cash it there was something that just cropped up I don't know if you follow Bands FC at all they're um, yeah they yeah, do the, the football yeah,
1: yeah football has, Bands as Fans football Chris.
0: Yeah, yeah. They're brilliant. They just tweeted something the other day that um, on the 7th of June, my birthday, 2009, uh, Oasis played Heaton Park and there were technical difficulties. I saw this. Yeah. yeah, did you see it? The show yeah, was yeah, yeah, for 40 yeah. minutes. They promised yes. refunds to all fans and then if they applied, they sent out this really quite ornate and beautiful Oasis uh, check and there was just a tiny, tiny percentage redeemed. Really? Yeah. So it was signed by Noel and Liam Gallagher. Which yeah. is pretty amazing. I mean, you... I Guess for your sake of your whatever, I should probably pull it out how much it was, but um, for the sake of your like 15 20 quid, it's like, yeah, but this is you 90, This is it? the 90s, that's that's about 30 grand. Now. Oh, yeah, no, do you know what? 38 pounds 30. In the 90s, <laughs> really, in the yeah. 90s, yeah. mate, that's 100 quid, <laughs> yeah, sure. That's a big ticket, isn't it? Yeah, um, that's, that's, that's a funny, oh, I liked that, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I mean, so I just saw it, yeah, yeah. It's a bit of a fantasy about Jack Charlton. Though, yeah, it know, it's made me a of of bit sad.
1: It's about made me a bit sad because it's always like I think the thing about the nineties and like looking back is like the legend is always better. Yeah, and yeah. unless you don't want to know. <laughs> yeah, like I've heard this and I just want you, I don't I don't want you to tell me it's not true that Jack Charlton <laughs> yeah. didn't pay me checks. <laughs> someone was telling me a story I can't actually I can't remember if it was on quickly Kevin or not that when Jack Charlton first took over the Irish team the night for a game or something they all went to the pub like keeping it secret from him and they were really worried he'd find out and eventually he did find out and had a go at them because he wasn't invited like he wanted to go to the pub as as well they
2: went to the pub and he was all (laughs) yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) he was feeling
1: like next time you go invite me like I'm not like uh, we're all here trying to have a laugh
2: I love that (laughs) that better be true that would be great. Yeah, don't let's not find out. Let's <laughs> yeah. just believe it. So um, last week we talked about um, hobbies. So footballers' hobbies, which were um, we had sort of Pirlo, Pirlo makes wine.
0: Yeah, that was a good one, um, wasn't it? Max- Nobisano plays trumpet.
2: What is it? Axel Sandano? T- Twnetski. Yeah, so- at United. He holds the world record for hungry, hungry hippos. Most most uh bullshit yeah, in, in a, a certain amount of time. A minute or
0: ninety seconds, yeah.
2: Um so no. I don't even know, you know this Jody Craddock, remember him, yeah, and, uh God. Walls, what else was, was it? Chelsea, all mine, Chelsea,
0: yeah. His left title wasn't he?
2: Yeah. Definitely at Chelsea, yeah. So he um is now an artist, so he was quite a keen artist apparently when he was a footballer. And uh I've got a couple of his brick his paintings here. Um, he's actually been commissioned by John Terry to make uh, to make something but um, these these are two of his
0: <laughs> what would John Terry commission <laughs> an yeah. artist to paint a, oh, a picture of John Terry <laughs> of course he would yeah.
1: that's a terror well, I've seen that picture of John Terry before and thought it was awful it's really childlike doesn't it
2: and then the the other one is a, a, a sort of a macro shot of some cele- uh, some celebrations that's awful isn't <laughs> there's it there's a Mars a Snickers a Bounty but yeah.
1: they look quite photorealistic so yeah, yeah. how is like how is he printing he's got like a kind of artist easel there it yeah. he, he looks like he could have just
2: printed that Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you'd
1: like you'd hope he'd be a bit impressionist what's the point of art if it's just going to be exactly to get a photo of John Terry if you really care
2: yeah and then trace it <laughs> trace it come
1: on Jody, step it up
2: so yeah Jody Craddock, and then uh, another thing so we talked yeah we talked about football world records and uh, I wanted to know if any other footballers have world records but not related to football because that's Obvious and boring. Um, I didn't realise... So, Tim from Yeovil, uh, thanks, Tim, got in touch uh, about... So, apparently on League of Their Own a few seasons ago, Jamie Redknapp got the fastest three-point turn uh, at 11.85 seconds and the fastest time to drink a cup of hot chocolate in 5.14 seconds, so... (laughs) <laughs> he holds those world records. Jamie, yeah, she's great. Yeah. I, I'm quite obsessed with getting a world record. <laughs> but the thing is, when you hear that,
1: it's obvious it's quite easy, isn't it? Yeah, you yeah, just that, got. to no And, that, and there's something not that exciting about that. You've just got to find the niche record. Yeah, and yeah, there's that's like it. the
2: most niche you'd be able to do. And also, a cup of but, hot chocolate in 5.14 seconds sounds quite dangerous so I'm reckoning I
1: don't think it was that hot no tepid chocolate yeah I think I think what needs to happen with the Guinness World Book of Records is like just define the world records there needs to be like can we just cap it at 300s yeah (laughs) and it should be stuff like longest fingernails and stuff there were were the records I was really into not like something not something I could turn up and do yeah it has to that's the Rule for a world record.
2: I agree. I remember like having one in '93 or something, and it was it was toenails. It yeah, like, toenails. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. It yeah. was shortest, shortest man, high Yeah, head, all
0: tallest of that. That's man, proper. fattest. They're they still, like you have to
2: work for those. Yeah
0: it's, something, yeah, it's something I couldn't do. Yeah, it's decades of decades of work, isn't it? The thing now still in Guinness World. Book of Records 2018 is what fingernails.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, I remember. Cause I would uh, my thing was that Christmas. Every Christmas Eve, I would be allowed to open a Guinness, the Guinness World Records. Oh, nice! And I would like the fingernails is one that really sticks in my mind because they always have a picture. <laughs> oh, right. And I, like, even now, I go, I think it's so impractical. Oh yeah, yeah. Like they curl round
0: yeah, as well. It's,
2: it's bizarre. It's, it's just not meant mentioned... to. But at one point, often, like a woman out in sort of somewhere far and beyond, wasn't it? Mm. And you were just like, what are they doing yeah. with their life? And yeah looking after them and, in this respect
1: and at what stage do you go I'm going to go for the record yeah like know, oh it's I, been three weeks yeah i for a while <laughs> I've got in ten years time one? ten years of inconvenience and what do they do at night they're so long like four foot what do they actually do at night imagine like you're essentially disabling yourself yeah.
2: one of them breaking and you'd be like oh, oh, that was a waste of time yeah, also gotta, imagine on. catching one and like uh, oh I'd like, pull it it'd be, you'd pull your fingernail off yeah. Good a lot, time. Like, a lot of calcium oh, wow. got to go into that as well. You've got to really probably That's four pints of milk yeah, a day. Do a lot of vitamin D and calcium. <laughs> yeah, like, absolutely. Just constant broccoli and, and milk. <laughs> a perfect diet. Yeah. Give me yeah. well yeah. a record
0: diet. <laughs> You're feeling relaxed. Your wife, not fiance, is asleep. What will you do at this time, 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 time? Dream time.
2: So, dream time. We yes. should explain. Explain for Chris. So, I got married a few weeks ago, and in my speech, I mentioned a special time that I have. Saturdays and Sunday mornings whilst my wife is sleeping she has lies in lays in until maybe midday maybe one sometimes so I have a good three four five hours Saturdays and Sunday mornings to do whatever I want so, so I brew beer, I clean the house I watch films and I think I'd worked out that from when we got engaged to when we got married I'd watched about a hundred films and 300 hours of TV during that time. How long was dream Time? How many hours? Like three, four hours, both okay. Saturdays and Sundays. Yeah, so it's yeah. like eight hours a weekend. So yeah. it's a good period of time. Um, this weekend, Natalie was away the entire weekend. So it was an entire weekend of dream Time. Oh, wow,
0: 48 hours of dream and
2: Time. And a few of my friends and I, my closest friends I've known since I was about 11, maybe sometimes seven, sometimes seven? Some of them seven. And we grew up, obviously, in the 90s watching wrestling. So I got my free month of WWE Network uh, <laughs> this weekend and watched probably five Royal Rumbles from the 90s. Mate, this is so wow. weird you say this, right? So I had a
1: baby in August and yeah. I had like two weeks paternity leave and it's like babies, newborn babies sleep a lot and I was bang into wrestling in yeah. like, the Attitude Era. Yeah. So yeah. I got WWE Network because like, my missus was sleeping and I had a bit oh. of time. I did exactly the same no, thing, no. and now I'm like I've got so into wrestling again, but old wrestling, yeah, probably like. And then I'm kind of catching up on the stuff I, mi- I miss in the noughties, right? And there's this podcast called Something to Wrestle With with Bruce Pritchard, yeah, yeah, yeah. who's like Vince McMahon's number two, yeah. who was kind of there through all the stuff. Yes. I'm like consuming more wrestling content now than I have ever consumed in my life.
2: Fantastic. It's completely turned yeah. around. WWE Network is insane as well. It's, it's got so everything good. on it's it. It's got everything that the WWF ever made. And all the pay per views, and I, so when I grew up, I I think I got Sky quite. My parents got Sky quite late in my teens, uh-huh. but I used to go round to friends' houses on Sunday nights for was, sleep for like sleepovers at two a.m. Whenever the pay per view yeah, would be on, right? Or maybe it was Saturday. I can't remember, and we would watch. Whatever it was You so know it was on SummerSlam Sky or,
0: 1 in, uh, in the morning Wasn't it Like 10 o'clock I think Yeah there'd so be, be like nice Heat or whatever yeah, on yeah, that. Yeah, yeah if you're not staying up to 1am yeah. Come on <laughs> Yeah Come
2: <laughs> <But laughs> like, which, which rumbles did you watch was So it? I watched um, I watched 97, 98, 99, 2000 Yeah pretty much all of those Yeah I think I did that And then also I really enjoyed one of them I can't, Maybe like 99 So I then Went and watched WrestleMania that year as well and yeah, got quite deep.
0: I mean, I, that, I mean, like you talk about the housing period for football, but for wrestling, that I was know. just, just I tremendous. Know. it's Tremendous. There's so balance of like entertainment, showmanship, and just. Like, classic... The characters,
1: clarity. man. Oh. Like, like Stone Cold Steve Austin. Oh. The, Ro- the Rock's yeah. the greatest movie star yeah. of our generation. Yeah. And he made his start That's as a right. wrestler. Oh, good. And you, yeah. get, you get to watch him, like, becoming a global yeah. phenomenon. Oh, is like, yeah. he? Like, before you're on, you can get that network. And Jim, the other weird thing is that the, the kind of main guy in the UK for WWE is uh, a West Ham fan, which is why Triple H and uh, Seth Rollins claimed to support West Ham so there's a real West Ham wrestling connection brilliant yeah yeah and um, I
0: could like although did you see Seth Rollins was on although on Football Focus challenging Loro claiming he liked West Ham but was now a Man City fan I mean, oh. he, I ah.
1: mean he's not they're not real fans yeah if we're they? honest
0: Dunpit <laughs> <that. None laughs> is
1: real <laughs>
2: Like Michael Jackson being an Exeter fan, <laughs> but
1: uh, I mean, well, he has a, Michael Jackson's To be fair, Michael Jackson. Jackson's got more credentials as an Exeter fan than <laughs> Seth Rollins has
2: as a stammer. At
1: least Michael Jackson went to the ground.
0: <laughs> well, well, that is a
2: great dream, time Will it was a, I only see one? I don't really get a month so free. Yeah. So, good. so yeah, you can get a month free WWE. So I'm going to properly invest yeah. this month, and you can get it on your phone as well. So I'm maybe on the tube and the way to work, I'd probably.
1: love to do a wrestling podcast, but I just think it, there's nothing left. It's but mind you, I thought that before something to wrestle with came out. Yeah. And now I'm like, well, there's nothing left now. We've like, yeah. uh, like, <laughs> wringed every bit of insight out of this. I don't <laughs> see a, any way back.
2: Well, now. the issue is most of them are dead as well. Yeah, yeah. 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 I, was, I, was lucky, I was sort of watching, there was a Hell in the Cell match between Big Boss Man and The Undertaker. He oh, hangs wow. him at the end of he that. He hangs him some of it is him, insane and then his cell raises up and he's like dangling there for like two minutes it's like how are you not dead I don't even understand how that works so
1: wow. I talked to I talked to Josh Whittaker about wrestling and he right. hates it uh, he ah, hates it and it's another mutual mate of ours who loves wrestling as well and he can just causes losers like but I, I really I had this idea for a podcast that I could like get a comedian who had never watched wrestling and just like Take them through the pay per views. And it turns out like that exists. Oh, there's nothing yeah, yeah, Pete Don- right. I think Pete Donaldson's like, I think there's a podcast where you just take but I'd like it's such a good idea, mm. but it's already been done so Yeah, you Damn. need to
2: pitch it to the WWE Dory Dory network. You need well to, yeah like, no, and I've got, it, got, like, yeah, I've, I've got yeah, I've got that
1: I do think about that. Yeah, like there's so much more like you could do with this kind of content. Yeah, I was listening to one episode that that's something to wrestle with podcast about. But if you're a wrestling fan, you might remember Big Show. There was a storyline where Big Show was uh, had a rivalry with the Big Boss Man yeah. over the Big Show's dad dying. Like on the show, <laughs> right. and Big Boss Man would just be really rude to him and mean to him about his dad dying and taking like taking the piss out of him for his dad dying. Wow. And it culminated with the Big Boss Man turning up to uh, the Big Show's dad's funeral. And then getting a cop car with a big speaker and so on, like abusing him during the funeral, <laughs> and then big Bo- and then and then Big Boss Man invaded the funeral, beat up the mourners in like Big Show, and then just strapped the coffin to like the back of a car and drove the coffin away no. from the funeral. A big Bo- and the Big Show jumps on the coffin, it's kind of riding around like like riding on the coffin. <laughs> He, like it's insane Honestly, some of those there was a big, remember, <laughs> big, 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 big people going like you know it's not
2: real you're kidding yeah <laughs> like what, do you think, who's watching that going this is legit what do you remember a storyline when may young do you remember may young who was like a 90 year old woman yeah. who used to be a big rest like a uh, and there was a storyline where she thought she was pregnant yeah. and then it turned out to be like a rubber glove or something oh uh, yeah was it a ham or something <laughs> gave birth
0: to like something it was like, something was, ridiculous I mean, honestly I mean, it's just stupid isn't it? it's just really him? base humour Yeah. could you find the script writer from then maybe that's the podcast well like, one of the script like...
1: was Freddie Prince
0: Junior yeah he, he was, was he? yeah 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 so yeah. it's bizarre
1: yeah, so it bizarre. yeah. but like it's uh, yeah I'm, d- I'm deep in someone to wrestle with at the moment that's what
0: I'm, I'm listening to <laughs> right that's
2: next up yeah Off next up <laughs> so one of, one of the questions in the bag that you didn't get to answer was what would your dream someday look like and I, I think that I love answering that question so what what would your dream someday look like
1: big roast yeah mm. big nice roast Yorkshire pudding beef like a little bit red not too much and then just some red wine yeah and then probably back at kind of seven slight nap yeah. yeah, and then maybe some sort of takeaway, and then watch the Strictly results show. Nice. <laughs> I've had a kid recently. And my life is so boring now. And go out like that for me is like going to a nightclub in Ibiza now. <laughs> it's
2: like so like nice. that
1: is the gold standard of a weekend. <laughs> yeah. <but> it's just <laughs> like a roast and like falling asleep on the sofa. Yeah, getting yeah. yeah. away. Yeah. That, that was pretty much
2: my Sunday. Yes, great so 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 yeah, yeah, it was pretty good. My captain this week. Yeah. yeah. I choose? Yeah. My captain
1: this week. Yeah, yeah. Oh,
0: So, we should catch up with our toddlers. toddlers. Yeah. So, we yeah. do We do toddler captain tips where we get children to choose uh, captains for the next game week. Um, currently, the scores, we didn't have one last week, so it's 9-6 nine. Nine, to the toddlers through this season. I think young Everly chose Madison over Jimenez. Yeah, it was a draw. Last they drew. Time, yeah,
2: 9-1.
0: So, this week we've heard from Matilda, who's 2 and in Surrey. Oh, why are the toddlers winning is so, it freak is it that? Like, or do we really does no one know anything
1: about football
2: anymore yeah basically yeah. <laughs> it's all a game chance <laughs> okay. a complete chance and doesn't it, that undermine the notion of fantasy football totally. Completely. yeah it completely right. goes with everything i always think which is you should trust your what did i say your oh it's the youngest uh, person you know yeah <laughs> like um the least base of knowledge you can get your hands on Stel over uh, over reason, nostalgia over reason, yeah, yeah. That just it. go with just, just go see with what you'd like.
1: I mean, we know that I'm bottom of the league at the moment, I think this just proves the fantasy bowl boys a folly, yeah, yeah, like <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's just yeah. a game of chance, isn't yeah, it, yeah totally, and Captain Glenn Murray, long may he rate, <laughs>
0: <laughs> he'll get a hatchery one week, <laughs> right, what's your name? I'm told that, and how old are you? it is. A
1: good girl, right, look at these pictures. Yes. Who do you think's the better football player? Jamie Vardy, this one here? Yes. Or Tammy Abraham?
2: Tammy Abraham.
1: Oh, you think he's better, do you? What do you think he's why do you think he's the best?
0: Is she possessed? <laughs> so it is. Is I weird. think the attention might be slightly elsewhere. Yeah. Maybe Ape top of the captive under know. duress, I think. <laughs> <to be> <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely
2: that's one of the most disturbing <laughs> topics <toddler cousins> I've <laughs> ever heard
0: But thank you, Matilda. Yeah, <laughs> thanks very for much. for writing in. She's t- <laughs> <laughs> Eyes rolling back into the head. <laughs> doesn't know how old she is
2: (laughs) she's 4,000 years old
0: (laughs) oh we're all Sammy Abraham good choice good choice yeah fair I mean I would I would say Vardy Vardy. but it was based on a picture so well we did establish that actually kids seem to really hate pictures of Jamie Vardy and we think it's because he's got such sharp spiky aggressive features he's not very yeah. He's kind of like Rady.
1: he is the footballer that represents the UK garage scene <laughs> the most. He yeah. like he doesn't he feels like he's like he should have been 10 years ago. Yeah. Like at the height of so solid crew. That was that should have been Jamie Vardy's <laughs> era. Yeah. It's a bit harder like like with the 90s that's quite easy to define but I think the noughties it like Jamie Vardy the people will say Jamie Vardy was a noughties yeah, player. Yeah,
2: very much so. Definitely kind of likes a night out I mean we know
1: He would drive like, an Audi TT. Oh, yeah, like 100%. 100% first paycheck, yeah, yeah first paycheck. <laughs> he would holiday in Iron every year
2: he's the one, whenever we ask anyone if they want who they would go out with for a drink in the current Premier League era he
0: they always
2: up. say everybody everyone always says it uh, I think he'd be quite boring wouldn't he it?
1: like, he'd be like a Wetherspoons or like it'd be
2: O'Neill's in laces yeah he'd be just <laughs> yes.
1: you know what that night out would be like I don't know if you'd want it no yeah, he I party. think like you'd want like Balotelli like, something, something really exciting that you might you might get arrested like if you got arrested on, on a night out with Jeremy Vardy it would be a punch up in, definitely in town a punch up, yeah, yeah 100% mm-hmm. yeah I think it's just because he, like, like, he can handle this Balotelli you'd get you'd let it off fireworks in the <laughs> club or something like yeah,
0: that Yeah, yeah, absolutely. that's more of a it story in his <laughs> toilet yeah God, he's obsessed with fireworks loves them he loves them massively mm-hmm. nice uh, all that's really left to do, Chris, is to have a little look forward to game week fourteen. Yeah. I Don't know if um... yeah. <laughs> West Ham away at Chelsea. Oh, far, that's, yeah, that doesn't feel like a fun one, does it? I don't know, but do you know what? The thing
1: about supporting West Ham is like we've completely written off here, and they're the games we win. Like we, the thing about West Ham is we're consistent. We're we're consistently inconsistent. Yeah. Like we've been rubbish at the moment, but that doesn't mean we won't beat Chelsea on yeah. Saturday. It's very true. How
0: much will Frank Lampard Jr. want to win that? Is, and I was I was thinking when I looked that, at it. Me? I
1: mean, like. But like grow like in the noughties like Frank Lampard coming to town usually means that he's going to score against us. Yeah, and this is the first time I felt like that. This is the first time I played Chelsea and thought I really don't want to lo- lose this. Yeah, because you know we were kind of an inferior team to them, and you kind of maybe expect that we were going to lose. But now he's manager, I really don't want to lose this. Yeah, and like um, I'd say of all the London derbies, this is the one now that he's in charge that so I really don't want to lose. I like. I think the, the fact he took so much enjoyment from scoring against us and beating yeah. us makes this so much more spicy.
0: Yeah, and it didn't matter how many times he did it; he loved it every time. I did it every he? time? Did it every time?
1: Except for that one occasion, I think it was two, when we got relegated in uh, 2003. We played them in the League Cup, and he missed the penalty yeah. in front of the West Ham fans. <laughs> that was the highlight
2: of the West Ham season. Frank Lampard Chelsea relationship for me. <laughs>
0: Any fixtures you got your eye on, Will? I, think and,
2: kind of well, I mean, got, uh, we've said it already, but Liverpool-Brighton, you've got to kind of triple up on Liverpool there, I think. Although I can't see them keeping a clean sheet, because Glenn Murray's probably going yeah, 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 Murray to yeah, to you
0: at least one <laughs> Yeah, and
2: then uh, Burnley-Palace. I feel like Palace are doing pretty badly at the moment, and could, yeah, you know, do interesting one there. Spurs-Bournemouth under Mourinho. Let's, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm looking at bringing in Son. I haven't decided yet, but... Yeah, I can't
0: in. I have a thing where I can't bring any Spurs players into my team oh, just yeah uh, me
1: too just I can't bet filled. on Spurs I can't put any Spurs players on my team no nothing to give them
0: centre stage and now Mourinho's there it's oh, uh, mad. Uh, it's just it's like a, Darth Vader in charge like, of Spurs well, it's Darth Vader and the Emperor Palpatine is <laughs> yeah, isn't it? it's They're all the awful. evil in the galaxy combined
1: but I think I think oh. the scene is set for him to combust I hope so and it. I think Spurs to combust as well I think it is I, I it think it's
2: going to be great. Yeah, I th- it's going to be entertaining, that's for sure. It they will. know what they're doing because they're filming the Amazon the latest Amazon all or nothing series. Oh yeah, yeah. I heard that. So that is I, I going got to be I theory
0: that Daniel Levy partly thought actually the opportunity of Mourinho is so box office it's just it's Spurs, it's a very cynical view but S- it's,
2: I mean, Spurs have fit.
1: always had delusions of grandeur always. and that, and, like, and for them Mourinho's a celebrity and a big name and they think that he kind of he is the kind of calibre of manager they deserve and in a way they're right because this is late era Mourinho and he's yeah, awful yeah, yeah. Yeah. and he's like on the downward absolutely. curve I think if you hate Spurs as I do this
2: mm-hmm. is a great time yeah. <laughs> It's, I, was I sincerely hope you're right I <laughs> sincerely hope you're right it's, it's so, awesome. it's so it's funny so, so many of my friends support Spurs my dad supports Spurs and so growing up I've always hated Spurs but then over the last few years under Poch I was like growing to like them and now hate them again you can go it's great so like, like now so I'm like yes pure. Pure. perfect, perfect. Yeah, yeah.
1: did you see the message that Poch left on the notice board the dressing room it no. didn't I, I, it didn't make sense I, I don't know. Maybe it. your listeners, it like it said, it didn't structurally make sense. I couldn't even tell you, but I think he'd use the word "can't." Uh, 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 we can't. We can't say goodbye, or, or we we can't to say goodbye. We can't to say goodbye. Like, should it mean we came to say goodbye? I didn't really understand can't it. Can't to say goodbye. Can't to say
2: goodbye. Maybe I've got that wrong, but I
1: remember practice. thinking he'd uh, got that wrong. Maybe your listeners. Maybe they yeah, crossed out maybe the word wait.
2: Funny. He wanted to so say we can't wait to say
1: <laughs> goodbye.
0: <laughs> Joe, the thing Finally, I... Finally, got my payoff.
1: The thing I heard about Pochettino that apparently made the difference when he was at Southampton was that when they went to away games, he the, all the players would have their own mattresses because he found one of the problems was the players couldn't have a consistent night's sleep on away games and that's what, how he improved the players' form on away games so they would all have their own mattresses oh, wow. Crikey, and that's the kind of attention to detail that he would kind of offer
0: so do he, he, he got that's the
1: story I heard deal with
2: Eve mattresses <laughs> <laughs> haven't we yeah, all yeah, yes.
1: Michael Marden the producer of Crilly Kevin sleeps on one of those mattresses because of that deal <laughs> he
0: true story Michael Marden <laughs> yeah <laughs> as yeah. a genuine endorsement for those sponsors <laughs> we're, we're here we're, and we don't sleep very well by yeah, the way we, we've just had free beer that's we <laughs> we'll take a match <laughs> oh, I think that's probably about it for this week mm. um, thank you so much for joining us Chris it's been a real thanks, real joy to have you on good chat
1: yeah thank you for having me are we going to sort out this fantasy football we will sort it off there. Okay, alright great Yeah, a bit yeah, yeah bit yeah yeah, yeah. No, yeah let's do it we'll get yeah. into that
0: so thanks again for coming on um, thank you everyone for listening and uh, we'll be back again next week
2: yeah, cheers.
0: Bye bye. Please um rate and
2: review my daddy's podcast so he doesn't get cross. <laughs>